0: to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. We're going to pick up today, we're going to be back in the book of Esther. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've been there. We had the Thanksgiving holiday. and So a couple of weeks ago, when we were last here, we saw Mordecai uh, receive the news of Haman's plan to destroy all the Jews. and I have to wonder if Mordecai ever stopped to think, this is all my fault. All these people are in danger because of me. Now, I seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt that he connected the fact that he would not bow before Haman to the now Haman wants to kill all the Jews. But that's exactly what happened. We did, however, see his reaction to the news, and it was interesting. Now, he acted as most of the other Jews did. He rent his clothes, he put on sackcloth and ashes, However, unlike the rest of the Jews, Mordecai is not recorded as fasting at this point. He's not recorded as seeking God at all. This, Of course, the book of Esther, God is not mentioned by name in the book. And the only even remote uh, glimpses of God are the fact that the Jews fast. And fasting for the Jews always uh, included a time of prayer to God. So that's the only even vague reference to God in the whole book. And Mordecai isn't recorded as doing that. We also know that all the rest of the Jews and the the rest of the nation were caught by surprise. That they have no idea what was going on or why this decree has come. They were not doing anything wrong. And yet they're going to be punished. We know that it is absolutely because of Mordecai's refusal to obey the king... And to bow and do reverence to Haman that this is happening. Now we also understand that Mordecai is finally taking a stand. He's finally made it known that he's a Jew. And he is finally drawing that line in the sand. And refusing to bow to anyone other than God. We praise the Lord for that. But it still makes you wonder. Mordecai's mourning was not unnoticed by Esther and I find we found we talked about this a little bit last week but I found a very interesting dynamic here is Esther the first thing that she does is not try and find out why Mordecai is standing outside the gate in sackcloth and ashes the first thing she does is try and send him clothes so he can be properly clothed now I don't know if that's because anyone who comes into the presence of the king uh, cannot come in that manner and, and that perhaps she was fearing that Mordecai would be uh, imprisoned or punished or killed. Or it could be that Esther has seen it all before. That maybe Mordecai was a little bit of a drama king. That he uh, this was more of a show than it was true heartfelt repentance. But in any case, we have... What we're going to go through now as we continue in Esther chapter 4 is we're going to go through this conversation that Mordecai and Esther are having through Haytak the Chamberlain. And uh, without getting too far into it, it's a weird conversation. Just a weird situation. So let's pick it up today. Esther chapter 4 and verse number 10. It says, Again Esther spake unto Haytak and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that... Whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come in unto the king. I'm going to back up because it's important that we see this last one. Verse number eight is where we're going to start. Also, he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given to Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther, and to declare it unto her, and to charge her that she should go in unto the king, to make supplication unto him, and to make request before him for her people. And Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Again, Esther spake unto Hatak and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come in unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king should hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days." And they told Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer, Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shalt their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? (coughs) Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer go gather all or gather together all the Jews that are rep- that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days night or day I also and my maidens will fast likewise and so will I go in unto the king which is not according to the law and if I perish I perish so Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him let's pray father God again we love you we thank you so much for what you're showing us through these books. We've gone through uh, the book of Jonah and the book of Ruth and now the book of Esther. And God, you're teaching us so much in how to walk with you. So God, please help us to know and understand our, our need for obedience. Not because we fear punishment, but because of your love and our love for you. So God, please guide us and direct us today. Help us. To see these things in our lives, remove the bad, and cleave to the good. God, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a very weird family dynamic here. Uh, we know that Esther and Mordecai are cousins, that Mordecai raised Esther as after her parents were killed. and But we also know that Mordecai has over and over again told Esther to not admit that she was a Jew. Even as uh, he sent her into the king's palace to, to uh, be wed to the king, he didn't want anyone to know her heritage. And now, when the Jews are in danger, it is the time that Mordecai decides it's time for her to, to announce it. But even in all of this, just the communication, I understand that that there's probably a dynamic here that I'm missing, and I know that Mordecai cannot go in under the king in his present state, but I don't know if it's if that also extends to the queen. But for some reason, Esther has not come out and sought Mordecai's well-being herself. She keeps sending her chamberlain haytack. Imagine being haytack at this point. You're not a Jew. You're, you're a servant of the king. And you're getting all of this information that is just completely out of the ordinary. You know that the decree has been signed and that these people are going to be destroyed. And yet now you're understanding that the queen is one of those people and, and she's related to Mordecai. And, and you're, you're carrying back and forth all of this information. Imagine being trusted that much. We never see, uh, we don't really hear from Haytack again after all of this, but we never see where Haytack went and told this to anybody. Now, this is information that I'm sure Haman would have loved to have had, especially as we're going to see in a little bit as he goes in and uh, goes to the banquet with Esther the queen and the king and ultimately finds out that he's in real trouble. Imagine the profit that Haytack could have made the favor that he could have gained by providing this information. And yet we understand that he didn't. Haytack, even in his state of service, in in his servitude, was a man of honor. He knew and understood things that he probably wasn't supposed to, but he kept his mouth shut. He... Let this play out and didn't interfere. Mordecai has requested that uh, Esther, the queen, go in and and present herself to the king and reveal that she's a Jew and beg his forgiveness and plead with him that he would overturn this ruling. Now, we also understand from all of this that, uh, clear back from the book of Daniel, that these laws, once they're written, once they're sealed with the king's seal, cannot be changed. So even if the king did suddenly find out that Esther was a Jew, there's nothing he can do to stop what's already been set into motion. And we're going to see that as well as we continue on. But Esther is afraid. As Hatak carries the message that Mordecai wants her to go and present herself to the king and seek the... The welfare of the Jews, she comes back and, and she reminds him that all the king's servants know that no one enters in before the king without him wanting them there. Unless he holds out the golden scepter. Unless he shows favor. And, she, I mean, fear is, is correct in this state. If she does this, if she goes in before the king, she is going to be facing death. We already saw the the men that guarded the door that conspired against the king put to death. We see that now all of the Jews are being put to death because they've simply disobeyed a command of the king because Mordecai disobeyed a command of the king. So it's not unreasonable for her to understand that I could be killed. Vashti was removed from being queen simply because she disobeyed the king, which made way for Esther herself. What I find interesting in all of this is the last part of verse number 11. I've not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. Esther has not seen her king for 30 days. She's the queen. Now, men, imagine not seeing your wife for 30 days. Don't imagine it too hard. I don't want to see the smiles. But imagine not seeing your wife for 30 days. Imagine, uh, we, we're praying for, we just started praying for this David Schultz. Imagine his wife at this point. It's been two weeks. She has no idea where he's at. She has no idea what's happened. But this dynamic here is so strange to me that it's just okay that the king, she's not worried that the king hasn't called her in for 30 days. She's not worried that she hasn't come to see him. Uh, A man that has loved her so much that placed a crown upon her head and 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 as we're gonna see when she goes in and takes him to the banquet, he offers to give her half of the kingdom. He loves her. And she's not worried that she hasn't seen him. On the same token, he loves her and he's not called for her. I don't know that I will ever understand these ancient ways, but here Esther is afraid. The one person that has the ability to do anything to make this better is afraid to do anything. But before we're too hard on Esther, we should take a deep look within ourselves and ask if we're any better. After all, at any given moment, we might be the only person in the room that actually knows the truth and can tell it to someone so they can know how to avoid an eternity in hell. I know that I have not given the gospel to every person I've ever met. Mordecai is not going to let this fear excuse stand, though. He instructs Hatak to bring another message back to Esther. He says, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. he says, they might not know that you're a Jew right now, but don't think that you're safe in the king's house. Someone will find out. Even though no one knows, it will be found out. And you and your family will be destroyed. This verse right here is also the first glimpse that Mordecai is even considering anything of God. In verse number 14, he says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. If you don't do something... Something's going to be done. I believe here that he really he does believe that God is going to protect his people. That he's going to spare his people. For us, we must remember that just like the Jews, God wants all to be saved. And he sends his people to be message, message bearers. When we refuse to bear this message, then we're removed from the earth. But also, just like the Jews, there's only a limited time for this to happen. In this case, they only have a few months for anything to be done before the day that they're scheduled to be destroyed. The day that Haman and the king have given permission to everyone in the palace to kill them. This generation of believers might be the last before the church is raptured out and Christ returns. The way the world is going right now, it really looks like it. Mordecai's next words to Esther should therefore ring all the more true to us. who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows whether everything you've been brought through, everything that has happened to you has happened because this time you needed to be prepared for right now. I know I can look back on my life for the last 40 years and i can see god working and guiding and directing even when i didn't know him and i think of all the joy and the heartache and all the things that have happened in my life and i know and understand that they all prepared me for such a time as this to be standing right here right now teaching god's word After looking at the world today, I said it just a minute ago, I firmly believe that the only thing that remains for the rapture to be triggered is that last person that God knows is going to accept him, gets saved. We know that God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows the thoughts and intents of our hearts. Nothing takes Him by surprise. So it's not far-fetched to think that He knows exactly who will and who won't accept Him as Savior. Again, not because he's predestined them to do so, but because he knows who will and who won't choose him willingly. So therefore, it's completely within reason to understand that there will be one last salvation. We also know and believe from studying the Bible that after the rapture, when all the believers are removed from the world... and every semblance of Christ is gone from this world as we're called up to caught up to meet him in the air and the holy spirit leaves in all those believers that anyone left on the earth who has refused knowingly willingly refused Christ will not have a chance to accept salvation we understand that there will be salvations during the tribulation period, during the millennial reign, but those will come from people who were born during that time, who had never had the chance while walking this earth, while while the church was still here, to make that decision. That's why the Bible talks about the hundred and forty-four thousand virgins, the twelve virgins, the twelve thousand from each tribe in the Book of Revelation. Re- revelation sorry that the jehovah's witnesses believe they are even though they're not all men the jehovah's witnesses are not all men and the bible clearly says they will be but i believe they're going to be young men children because anyone who's grown to adulthood at that point is not going to have that opportunity So imagine if all of that is not without outside of the realm of happening. Imagine if you are the one that's leading that last person to the Lord. If you're the one that's supposed to go out and grab that person on the other side of the gas pump and hand them a track and witness to them. But you refuse. Now God's going to bring somebody else along. But we're going to miss out. None of that will be possible if you let fear keep you from witnessing. Esther understands this now and she has a solution. She sends Haytack back asks Mordecai to gather all the Jews in Shushan the palace and fast and pray for her for, 40, or for three days and three nights. And her and her maidens will do the same. And she says, at the end of that time, I will go unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. what if we had that attitude today? That I'm just going to serve the Lord the way He asks me to. The way He desires. And if I perish, I perish. At least I die knowing that I serve the Lord to the fullest of my ability that I ran my race as Paul said I've run my race Paul the apostle who was Saul of Tarsus who destroyed the first believers of the church could without a doubt say as he was converted and went on to serve the Lord that the blood of all men was clean from his hands He knew that he had done everything that God asked him to do. That he would not refused. And he could boldly enter heaven. My family sings this song. It was uh, one of Melissa's favorite songs. It's called I Can Go In. It's by Abigail Miller. And the whole idea is a man waiting outside of the gates of heaven... Uh, watching different groups go in and, and he watches the, the martyrs go in and he doesn't feel like he's worthy to go in with them because he didn't die for the Lord and, and he watches the faithful saints and, and then the last group is that group of sinners and he says I can finally go in he placed limits on himself but as he enters into the gates of heaven They erupt with joy. Because all the things that those other people had done, they had done for him. Paul, as you read through his testimony in the book of Acts and the different letters that he epistles that he wrote to the churches, when he was shipwrecked, he was stoned, he was beaten multiple times to the point of death. But it was all worth it. Oh, if that was our attitude today, the attitude of every Christian in the world... Lord, here I am. Whatever you choose for me is okay with me. Just give me the strength to serve. We'd have been raptured out a long time ago. But so many today let fear keep them. I mean... The twelve apostles, the the first disciples, as they were sent out after the day of Pentecost, it said that they turned the world upside down. That small group reached the whole world. And now, a much larger group, first of all, is still being reached by them. There isn't a single one of us that didn't get saved from the writings of Paul the Apostle. From the writings of Peter and James and John. We all came to know Christ through them. We have such a larger group today and yet the world is so much farther from God.